and welcome to another episode of Braun and Brains. I'm your host, Rachel Braun, and today I have my friend Nate on. I met Nate a few years ago at Penn State because he was walking around with a camera um, and we had some mutual friends and I just thought that was really interesting. He um, was shooting on film, so that obviously caught my attention and Little did I know, Nate wasn't just walking around with a camera. He was a full-fledged photographer, which is pretty cool. Do you want to give Mm -hmm. us a little bit of an introduction to yourself? Yeah, my name's Nate Haile. I'm a photographer, visual artist, and also an engineer. So I have a lot of things going on right now. Right now, I am based in Lancaster, PA, but I'm doing a transition to Philly, moving out there at the end of the month. Um, starting a new job. So yeah, kind of kind of kind of speeds us up to today. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about life before Penn State? Because that's that's kind of where it gets foggy for me. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Lancaster, PA, and I grew up in suburbia. I mean, it's known as like Amish County, but you know, I lived in East Pete, which is a relatively small portion of Lancaster, small town, and. I grew up playing soccer. I was a pretty big athlete, played club all my life. And in high school, I played varsity as well. But creatively, I was making skate videos. That's kind of how I got my first like voice. My first time I was like behind a camera. So through skateboarding and making videos, which probably started like in sixth grade and went on for like three years with like my best friend, Brian Kelly at the time, I got a shot him out. We made skate videos all the time, and that kind of started my my journey with just challenging myself creatively. But once I got to high school, I started taking soccer more seriously. So I kind of stopped skating and I stopped making videos. And throughout high school, you know, I liked math and science, so I was pretty into STEM. So that's kind of where I got like my engineering background from, taking engineering classes. At, at my high school. And yeah, that's, the, the, I think it's a decent background. So what do you think you wanted to be first, a photographer or an engineer? Honestly, I think I've, I'll have to say an engineer because it was pretty clear, like my freshman year after taking this class with my professor, Dr. Boring, I'll never forget. And he was a really cool guy. He was a homie. He exposed me to just like scientific method and just like engineering processes. And I fell in love with like working on like SolidWorks and Inventor in class, like designing stuff. So that like just really forged my curiosity in engineering. And I kind of just viewed like making videos as fun. I never really saw it as like an attainable like career or thing that would like center my identity around, I guess, or have it be such a large part of my life. It's kind of just like there. Okay. Did photography then become a bigger part of your life once you got to Penn State? Like, is that something that happened recently or would you consider that kind of coming around in high school? I would definitely say it was part of the college experience for me. So I was looking to play soccer in college, but I wasn't getting recruited at the division one level. 
So I opted to study engineering at Penn State. And through that, I kind of had this void now without like playing sports. And I was lost for, you know, the first couple of years just trying to figure out like what my t- thing would be. I ended up joining fraternity and a bunch of clubs. And I've met some awesome people through those, but nothing like really allowed me to like feel totally fulfilled in that way. And it wasn't until like I saw this photographer, Chris Burkhardt. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he was like one of the first big like Instagram photographers. And this was probably around like 2015, 2016, when I started seeing his work and he was traveling to crazy parts of the world. He was going to like Alaska and like the Arctic Circle and he was making films. He's a filmmaker. So he's making films and taking photos of these surfers like surfing these like horrendous and dangerous climates. And that just like really opened my mind to like what was out there and the possibilities. So then I started like road tripping, like after I got exposed to his work, like after my freshman year, I packed like my things with my friends into a small Honda Fit and we set out to Los Angeles from Lancaster. And you drove? Yeah. Oh, how long of a drive is that? It was insane. We took our time like going there. So we probably made it in like eight days, something like that. We stopped like four different spots. It was like Denver, um, Zion National Park in Utah, Joshua Tree in LA. And yeah, and then I, I did that and I brought like my dad's like DSLR with me. It's like really basic Canon camera. And like, that was like my first like taste of like the road, like traveling and taking photos. And I've like fallen in love with that. Like that really like feel that like missing like piece since then. And I've been traveling and documenting ever since. I've just, I try to do something different every year. Wow, that's crazy to hear that you didn't even get your for- first, I guess, like big, big break for photography until your freshman year. Because I would, I, I was thinking that you had like a minor in this in college or something. But yeah. that photos on. <laughs> so every you. time I look at your photos, friends studios tagged, and I know you have your photography page is separate mm-hmm. than your regular page. It's friends.nate. Mm-hmm. Friends, if anybody was wondering, I'll obviously have this in the show notes, but it's at sign f r n d s dot n a t e. So friends without any of the vowels. What what is Friends Studio and why Friends Nate? So Friends Studios is I guess it'd be easier to explain what Friends is. So Friends kind of organically came about through collaborations with my friends. You know, we would travel, we would go to different cities, we would do different stuff, and we just document our lives. And so we wanted to kind of like we wanted to build, like create a central thing that we can kind of distribute like these ideas and the things that we're making through. And so we kind of banded together and we created friends.studios. And the plan for that is to put out issues and within those issues, we're collaborating amongst ourselves and then also other artists that are, that are anywhere really. It doesn't need to be in Philadelphia per se, but the plan is to collaborate with other artists over central themes or central ideas and kind of just like tap into our creative um, selves and our right brain and then distribute those ideas in the work through these issues on that's what you've seen on on instagram on friends.studios 
And then with friends.nate, that's my personal photography page. It started as friends.jpg, but once we got friends.studio started, I transitioned it to like my personal like page. And my, my I guess, the way that I kind of distinct the two is friends.nate is kind of like this online like photo book, like kind of like how, how our parents have like old like photo books, like with prints or Polaroids inside of them. It's kind of like an online archive for just moments that I've saved for myself and for others to see. And especially my friends that were along in those moments with me. So it's kind of just like this ongoing journal, like this relationship that I have with the people that are in my lives and like anyone that, you know, wants to see it. That's so cool. So I've seen friends.nate, I guess, way in the beginning, because I remember it was friends.jpg, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So yeah. were you the person that founded Friends Studio, or is this something that kind of came out of, like, a collective? Like, was this something that you and your friends all kind of decided one day? It was definitely something that me and my friends decided one day. I, I wanted to create some sort of publication, some sort of thing that, like, allowed, you know, to for me to, like, put spotlights on my friends that, that were creatives, but, like, that weren't necessarily, you know, like creatives full-time, like like people that like, you know, that work nine to five jobs or people that like are in very technical fields that like still want to express themselves. It was kind of, it's kind of like for my idea behind it is to kind of like showcase those voices and just like try to get people, you know, in within, sorry, how do I word this? Essentially just like allow them to tap into their inner creative potential. Yeah, yeah, I find that's really mm-hmm. difficult while juggling a nine to five too to tap into that creative mm-hmm. potential and kind of find other people. Even since mm-hmm. I've only been, this is like what, not, I've I've only been a few weeks right during this nine to five because I started mm-hmm. in January first, and it has been. I mean, like we're recording for those people listening. We're recording at like six p.m. and normally every other time I recorded back when I was freelancing and doing startup stuff, I could do this anytime I wanted because I basically made my own schedule. And it's kind of difficult to like turn off your brain for the technical side and turn it on the creative mm-hmm. side. So that's really cool how you're creating a community. How were you able yeah. to balance all of that in college? Cause like you said, you were in Greek life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't something that necessarily fulfilled you. I'm in the same boat as you. I think I joined Greek yeah. life thinking that it was going to be like, actually almost exactly like you. I played soccer growing up, but I didn't get nice. um, a D1 offer. Yeah. I got like it only goes high as D3. I don't know what I was thinking because I'm like I'm like 411. Like I'm I'm very small. But I was thinking that maybe I could do soccer. I got a concussion that basically wiped that off off the off the plate. And then when I joined Greek life, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get that same like team mentality. But it just didn't really didn't really do it for me. And then I was able to join different organizations and start my podcast where I definitely felt like that fulfillment side. How were you able to balance being in Greek life, doing photography and being an engineer? Because obviously that workload is not light. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely pretty challenging. I guess I just kind of went with the flow of things, with the, the ebb and flow. I think that's a good thing to reference. It's just, there's just time for certain things. And I think, you know, when, when it came down to finals, I was probably in the library or somewhere on campus for like a week straight and I wasn't able to really take photos. But at the same time, you know, like I kind of kept my camera with me. Like I have, these, I have a small, like 35 milliliter point and shoot camera. I always had that in my backpack. So if I was like on my way to class and in like there's that like three week span at the end of the year, where it's like really nice. Like I would, you know, just snap a photo of something I thought was pretty or look cool. So I kind of just tried to integrate it to like my life. I kind of just like 
tried to let it fit wherever it naturally would. And, you know, if I didn't have time for it, that, that was fine. But whenever I did have time, I would spend towards it. So it was just like a lot of patience, honestly, like letting myself fail, letting myself just kind of just let life happen. Because I mean, art isn't everything, but it's it's definitely like there if you want it. And I kind of just took advantage of it every time I could do it. I kept like chipping away at it. And that's kind of how I balanced it. It's, it's kind of weird, but I think over time you can see all that work that that was done and it's it's cool like looking back and seeing that progress that's really awesome yeah I think that's a, yeah. that's really really good advice just find the time for it basically at the mm-hmm. end of the day and chipping you know you, you only need to become one percent better each day to eventually get there and I 100%. also saw I stalked your LinkedIn like a ton mm-hmm. uh, I saw you did an internship in Owings Mills which is crazy because I am right yeah. around Baltimore right now first off was that really difficult kind of being alone in Maryland, Owings Mills isn't really around, you know, you know, too many Penn State people, I'm guessing. Was that kind of hard for you to keep up your creative energy while going, spending a summer doing an engineering internship? Yeah, it's definitely challenging. I was pretty drained, honestly, like during the work week, like Monday through Friday, but I actually lived in Fells Point in Baltimore. So Okay, that's so nice. Yeah. You lived in Fells Point? Yeah, I was in Fells. So, um, I, technically a little bit north of Fells, like kind of by uh, John okay. Hopkins Hospital, but like it was walking yeah. distance to Fells. But oh, yeah, okay. so yeah, I was just okay. For everybody around. wondering, <laughs> Fells Point's like the very nice part of Baltimore. He had a he probably had a great summer. That's really nice. Oh, yeah, that's really really cool. cool. Yeah, and honestly, it, I was. It's kind of sucked because I didn't really know that many people either in Baltimore. So. I was traveling a lot. Like on the weekends, I'd be heading to Philly or to New York and hanging out with friends. Yeah, for most, that's, for most of the summer. But I have friends in Baltimore because I'm from. I went to high school here for like two years, so I have friends mm-hmm. that are from here. But none of my college friends came out this way, which Feel is that. kind of a bummer. So I can imagine that I got to spend my summer in New York, which was super nice. But I didn't I realize that. Oh my gosh, it was such a cool summer there. I did banking, which kind of blew. But I mean. Like yeah. the summer itself was really cool. Yeah. Um, living there, but uh, yeah, but every weekend, yeah. like most of my friends would like want to go to the beach or something. I would want to like leave mm-hmm. my friends that were from New York. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to experience it. And I didn't realize like mm-hmm. all the local people, like kind of get the heck out of Dodge. Get, get out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh man, they're that. like, why would you want to be in the city? It's so hot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like romanticizing like the subway routes. hundred percent. I'd be the same <laughs> way. I would never want to leave the city. Right. I, I loved yeah. it. I was like, I can walk everywhere. I don't have to have my car. But yeah, that the novelty wore off when I realized like a cocktail was 20 bucks and you couldn't find a beer for under $10. I was like, okay, gotta, gotta, yeah, gotta go rough. for a little bit. <laughs> so how long have you been graduated from Penn State? So I graduated in May of 2020. Okay. And you just started, yeah. when did you start your engineering job or when do you start? I actually started February 1st. So I literally awesome. just accepted an offer. Yeah. So congratulations. That's yeah. super cool. Thank and you. that's, will they be remote? So it's going to be like half and half, especially like in the beginning when I'm like getting trained and stuff. So I'll be traveling to Cranfield, New Jersey, which is like 30 minutes outside of New York, Northern uh, New Jersey and okay. I'll be living in Philly so I'm gonna be trekking but Oof. yeah I, it's a two hour work, commute but, <laughs> yeah but I think it'll be worth it because a lot of the creative energy right now is in Philly so I'm gonna tap into that oh for sure for sure yeah. I know a bunch of people that 
our musicians, photographers, everything else in between that are in Philly, like I said before, mm-hmm. especially in like that Fishtown area, things mm-hmm. are really, really popping over there. Did you want to have a career in engineering after college or was there like a point in time where you thought about pursuing photography full time? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like one of those things where like you kind of just dream about like like wow like I would love to you know just focus on my art and telling stories and like just work on getting better so that has definitely crossed my mind but I understand what it means to be what it means to be a creative and having financial stability and having a career and other things that like kind of take me out of that space is could be like as healthy and as like beneficial as well now I think life it's just the balance. So as I get older, I kind of realize that I, I'd like the balance, but who knows? Like at one point, if if there is a way I can make my art sustainable, I think I would shift my focus towards that because I think at its deepest core, it speaks to me the most. That's really awesome to hear. I think that balance also not only is something that it's pretty essential in life. I definitely agree with you on that. I I was thinking like for a while, I was like, do I want to like look at different podcasting like agencies to see if I could maybe not like m- me make a podcast, but like make my life podcasting, like work at someplace like Anchor or Libsyn or like a company that helps distribute podcasts. And I was like, I think I need a separation, kind of like your balance that you were talking about between something that yeah. I actively enjoy, like putting my creative energy into and then something mm-hmm. that I kind of use my technical part of my brain for where in in venture capital i'm not i'm not too creative out here i'm pretty much um just looking at tech startups all day mostly in like logistics so it's obviously uh-huh. it's super technical but it's kind of nice because at the end of the day i i feel like all that creative energy is like bundled up and i'm ready to make something i've actually been found myself to be way more creative early in the morning than after work like when do you find yourself to be most creative mm-hmm. definitely at night i'm a night owl i don't know there's just something about like just being like unbothered like at night just being alone and just have just being alone in my thoughts which can be scary but like it's if like just looking at it historically I've created like I've been the most inspired during those times and I just have been able to you know just tap in tap into that uh creativity yeah I see that I'm always like more of a morning person like I I wake up and I try to like work out I say work out I walk I take like I'm a grandma I take like a Mm -hmm. morning walk before work every day and I call it like my unplugged time so like for the first like 15 minutes when I'm walking out I'll listen to like a podcast but then my first my last 15 minutes coming back I won't I like won't listen to any music like I have to completely unplug like can't have my phone out and so I love Mm -hmm. my mornings because I feel like it's the only time that I can be completely like kind of how you're talking about in your own thoughts it's like I'm like I want to be completely just like have a dome around me but I don't know I wonder if I'd be a night owl I have so many younger siblings and I share a wall with my little brother and he is the Uh loudest person I've ever met and this kid stays up to like I'm not even kidding you like three or four in the morning playing video games and there is yeah there is no I have no creative energy going through my brain whenever I hear World of Warcraft that's for sure but it's definitely definitely I can definitely see why being a night owl when you're talking about not being bothered would be (laughs) would be helpful yeah my siblings would probably like find some some resonance with your story because I'm like your little brother (laughs) I'm up playing music or like which working on stuff uh, it's just something about it but I mean I'm gonna be a working man soon so that's probably (laughs) a change it's Um, you're gonna knock that off (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so funny so to circle back to engineering 
this is something I just thought was really interesting because like I said, I know you from kind of being a photographer and like seeing you at the bars with you with a film camera. Mm. I didn't know you studied energy engineering. I feel mm. like I kind of knew that you were a STEM major, but I didn't know that specifically you studied energy en- engineering. Is there a reason mm-hmm. you wanted to study energy engineering and not another like bigger form of energy? Because Penn State has, I feel like like their mechanical engineering program is huge. Their electrical engineering is huge. Like, why, mm-hmm. why energy? Yes. Yeah, so my original intent was actually to be a chemical engineer. Oh my um, God. But, That's so yeah, hard. But it was really challenging. I actually like didn't get the GPA to get in. So Whew, I, I don't think I would of, either. Yeah, it was, it was quite challenging. And honestly, everything else didn't really sound appealing to me. Like I didn't really want to like do industrial engineering. Like, I wasn't really interested like in the business aspect and with like mechanical engineers is like very technical and like design oriented. And I just didn't want to be like behind a computer screen all day, just like a bunch of engineers. So I kind of, kind of, it's kind of, it kind of fallen into my lap. I forget exactly how I found out about the major, but reading more about it and like for my desire to, to travel and visit national parks, it kind of like overlapped with my like intrinsic values. And also it sounded very interesting because it was a relatively new major. It focuses on energy production systems, like within fossil fuels and then also renewables. And so the renewable aspect of it definitely really interests me because it is a growing industry and it's something that's going to be a part of our lives more going forward. So I just saw an opportunity to kind of segue into something different and it felt right. And I, yeah, I, I hopefully it pays off. Like it's, it's got me a job so far, so. I can't complain. <laughs> I think energy engineering is a freaking awesome thing to go into. So like I said, I, mm-hmm. I source startups right now at a venture capital place and mostly with like the supply chain logistics route, right? And so mm-hmm. every day I'm just seeing sustainability, 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 because the EV market is absolutely insane. Like electric mm-hmm. vehicles on, on all platforms, especially now that I think they're becoming a little bit more affordable for everyone. So people Mm -hmm. are trying to figure out left, right, and center, you know, how they can downgrade their carbon footprint, which I think is incredibly important. I don't think I would have known that, though, as what what are we, like, sophomores? So you're, like, 18 or 19 when declaring your major. I don't think I would have been that. Like, I thought even about it that much before going into my major. Like, does this align with my values? Mm -hmm. Before, like, picking IST, it was was between computer science and the College of IST and computer science is in the College of Engineering. And I was like, I'm not taking that much calc. Like, I'm just not doing it. There's no way I'm not taking that much calculus. Yeah. (laughs) And then I went to IST and I chose the route, of course, with like the most math. So I didn't really dodge a bullet, but I thought I was at the time. Mm. But it was still really cool. And I feel like I chose my major more off like I knew I didn't want to be, people drained me so much. And I knew I was like, I want to have the option to either work with people or to not work with people. And I knew that STEM degrees were the the kind of the, the groups where you didn't have to talk to people as much. Like, I don't think I could ever be a PR or like a comm major because talking mm-hmm. to someone all day, every day just sounds like I would yeah. be so drained. And that was pretty yeah. much where the end, the end of me thinking about my major went. Yeah, you have to put a lot of thought process and you have to really value your own tendencies and just be honest with yourself. Honestly, I think that's like the best advice to figuring out the type of like eventual position you want to get through through the major. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Did you know that you wanted to be in a certain position after graduating? Like for me, I don't really know if I knew exactly what I wanted to do after college. Like mm-hmm. when that time came, I had offers for a bunch of different stuff, everything from like finance to um, doing stuff more with tech. And I just mm-hmm. simply didn't know the exact name of the role that I wanted to do. Like come May, yeah. May of 2020. Did you know what you wanted mm-hmm. to do? To be quite frank, no, I didn't. And I kind of, I think it kind of goes back to just renewable energy kind of being like a new industry. I was looking at jobs within um, renewable energy with like solar and wind, and then also with sustainability buildings, like doing energy audits and like just doing system analysis and like giving out like essentially like energy recommendations. So a lot of that is sort of new. And so I was looking at like analysts and like technical support for like energy like audit teams, stuff like that. So there wasn't like a really clear name or position title that I was looking at. It was mostly just like looking within industries and companies and seeing like where people start. Yeah. Yeah, I completely, okay. Everyone listening to this, if it ever says analyst, just don't don't even think you understand what that means because I have yeah. been swindled so many times after after looking at like LinkedIn it'll be like new analyst position and then first off you don't know if that analyst means like three years of experience or like right out of college so that's a little that's mm-hmm. a little shady and second off an analyst can mean something completely different depending on your field so like a financial analyst and kind of like maybe the tech world being like a PM associate those analysts associate like you might think those are they're mutually exclusive they're not I would highly recommend doing what Nate said and the best thing I think I did was I went to people's LinkedIn profiles and in in like my dream jobs right and then I would go back um, through like their job history and see where they started out like right after college and a lot of times I was able to find like Penn State has their own LinkedIn. It's called like Nittany Lion Network or something like that. And I went to those people and I went and I searched all the way back. So before, for anybody listening, that's a junior or senior out there looking for a job, just do your research because the real world comes and bites you in the ass, especially during a pandemic when jobs are very minimal. (laughs) What have you been doing since graduation? Have you been focusing on photography? Yeah, since uh, I graduated, I've had a lot of time to kind of just unwind and kind of just take time for myself. But obviously with the pandemic, I was mostly home. I took two months kind of as like a grad trip. I was supposed to go to Europe this summer, but that obviously didn't happen. But I ended up doing two months on, on the road. I went to California for a month and then I spent the rest of the time road tripping back from California to Lancaster and that was in August and September of this year so it was like in like it was like in between like the first and second wave of COVID so I kind of timed it perfectly before things were like shut down again but it was it was an awesome time I kind of just got to see the most beautiful places our country has to offer document it and visit some old friends I haven't seen and then after that I came back home to Lancaster and I got to do we organized like the first like friends event and that was back in September and that was over two days in Fishtown in Philly and that was like an unreal experience and like between the road trip and then coming back and then doing that shoot it was definitely the highlight of my year and has given me the energy to propel into this year and has given me the motivation but since then I just have been home honestly trying to secure a job and 
I've uh, accomplished that mission. So yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of on to the next chapter. That's so nice too that you get to have that little break. For a while in between my, I was called my fun employment stage because I was mm-hmm. unemployed, but I don't know how, how actively I was looking for a job, honestly, like directly out of college. Cause like you, I think that summer for me, I was kind of planning on traveling, you know, and when that kind of fell through, I was like, should I be doing grad school? Like I felt the need mm-hmm. so bad to jump into something and be productive so quickly. But I kind of mm-hmm. wish now looking back on it, I did I did jump into some stuff, I think. I like reached out to a bunch of people that I knew that had startups where I helped with growth. And I wish I took even more time mm-hmm. to maybe like do a road trip or go camping or something like that. Because that mm-hmm. seems like so refreshing instead of yeah. like, taking that time to worry about if I should be going to grad school or not. <laughs> yeah, do what you got to do. But yeah, I will say that being out in nature and doing the things that I got to do, it completely renewed um, my interest in life. And it's just gave me endless inspiration and as an artist like that's all you can ask for like that inspiration like asking for for more creativity and like it was so helpful in that and I've been grinding pretty hard the past five years at Penn State doing engineering so to be able to like really kind of let loose and kind of just not worry about my responsibilities for an X amount of time and really start you know finding more about life and just you know, kind of just like letting life happen, which sounds like a really heavy thing, but like it is exactly what I needed. It was just so fulfilling on on many, many different levels. Yeah, that's so awesome. So mm-hmm. to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you one last question. And that's what you've already given a bunch of great advice on throughout this whole <laughs> podcast. So this is definitely yeah. going to be a hard one. But what yeah. advice do you have for aspiring photographers? Aspiring photographers... I would say to shut out the world, kind of just immerse yourself in your experience. Like, try don't try to be swayed by what's happening, whether it's trends or the people around you. Like, really just try and figure out, like, what you want to say through your work, like, what the message behind, like, of, of what you want to, of what you want to send. And I think that's, like, the most important thing because I, I keep going back to that. And that keeps motivating me to, to continue to work and bring my dreams to life. That's awesome. That's beautiful advice. Yeah. I really like that. And honestly, I'm going to have to ask you a second to last question that I didn't Go have written it. down before that, because I think energy yeah. engineering is so cool. What advice do you have for people that want to be an energy engineer? Because like you said, it's a very, very new field. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty new major at Penn State. I'm, I'm trying to find mm-hmm. uh, what year it was made at Penn State, but what did it come out like our freshman year? No, I've. I think it's been around for like the last 12 to 15 years. I don't know the oh, okay. exact date. I thought it was so, a lot yeah. newer. Okay, yeah, that's it's, awesome it's then. It's been around yeah. just a little bit longer, but it's relatively new. I mean, considered, considering the other like- uh, How old Penn State is too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But my advice for energy engineers is to definitely network because you have no idea of like what is out there. And so the only way you'll find out is if you talk to people and kind of get try to map it out in your head like what you may like and also to get involved in projects what really helped me as an energy engineer was a club called Nika. I joined National Electrical Contract Association and through there I got to do some energy efficiency projects and some solar projects and that was very mind-opening to me and helped me redirect my path within my within my field. 
That's awesome. I hope everybody listening that wants to be an engineer takes that with a grain of salt and definitely dives into doing projects because I feel like over and over and over again, that's been something that's definitely been pressed on the show every time we have someone technical on. It's just get the experience. Yeah, of course, networking and anything. Well, thank you Mm -hmm. so much for being on. Of course, in the show notes, I will have all of Nate's photography linked and I'll have some of his favorite works linked as well of mine i will see if i can put up on the instagram the photo nate took of me back when i was in school because he took a film yes. photo of me at a bar one so i gotta I I i'll fish out that from the works <laughs> well thank you again for being on it was super awesome talking to you yeah and thank you for having me I had a pleasure talking with you thank you everybody for listening too we'll be back again next week if anybody has any comments questions or concerns please leave that in my dms have a great week